to wish you a happy new year, make you aware that we're going to take a little time off. We're going to do a little polishing, some revamping. So we hope you enjoy this classic episode. Thank you guys so much for following us on this journey so far. We appreciate it. Don't worry. Things will still be coming out each week, uh, but we'll do some classics and then uh, brand new fresh stuff for 2024. We're really excited. Can't wait. Keep on living and keep on loving. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. family therapist and relationship coach. I travel the world helping individuals to learn the skills they need to have happy and healthy relationships. And I'm Big Sexy, her loving husband and co-host, here to provide levity. (laughs) So you guys, you might uh, (laughs) recognize that that is a different word than the word we've been saying for the last, I don't know, 15 years. (laughs) <laughs> Since the start at, least of this nine, at least nine episodes at least nine episodes we have been saying brevity brevity i think for two reasons one is uh you know we didn't really know exactly the definition of the word <laughs> we weren't paying attention to the we word we were saying to the words we were saying and two is that we're learning spanish and that is just a lovely way to roll that r that brr, 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 brr. Levity. Levity. So uh, we got the right word. Thank you, astute listeners. Uh, We have the right word now, and now we understand. Levity. My partner is bringing something more than just brief. (laughs) Right. I'm bringing lightheartedness and fun. Lightheartedness and fun. Yes. Uh, So uh, for today, I'm actually really excited because. Uh, The topic that we're going to get into today is one of my favorite as a relationship therapist, and I'll tell you why. Most of the time, I am dealing with folks that are having problem after problem after problem, problems with communication, problems with um, finances or goals or infidelity, or there's just trust. There's just so many different things that folks have problems with. But there is this golden place that I get to sit with people uh, where they are ridiculously happy, usually, and uh, super hopeful. And uh, it's this wonderful and magical place um, in, uh, I think, the evolution of a long-term committed partnership. So what, what, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about engagements. Ooh! So... Engagements. I love engagements. I love engagements. I, I, well, you know, here's this is interesting, right? Because, I really love our engagement. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that because, you know, I was a participant in our engagement, but I didn't have anything to do with the planning. I, like a lot of folks, apparently, uh, according to Glamour, 67% of potential brides had no idea 
that they were uh, going to be proposed to. Uh, I'm not sure if that says brides or people. People, 67% of people uh, had no idea that a proposal was going to be taking place. Uh, I was in that camp for the most part. I didn't know. I kind of knew something along the lines was coming. I didn't have any idea. So I'm going to stop talking. You tell 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 our listeners about our engagement. Well, I mean, uh, you the reason I think you had a, a, a modicum of an idea that it was going to happen, and in relatively soon nature, what? was the request for the rings. Like you, yes. you that I mentioned, uh, the the request, the decoy, as it were. Mm-hmm for you to provide me options for an engagement ring. Right. Um, all the while I was working on uh, another idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I am an entertainer. I'm a performer. I like audiences. I also like big, grandiose uh, affirmations of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always had dreams of having a big surprise engagement. Uh, I want, When I asked uh, what I was going to ask to marry me, I wanted it to be special. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized I was going to ask you to marry me. Yeah. It had to be special. It had to be big. Mm-hmm. And I wanted everybody there to witness it. Okay. Yeah. So I tricked you. Well, and, <laughs> well and ladies and gentlemen, let me also just interject and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll fill you in the details later. Not only did he trick me, he tricked me into planning my own engagement party, y'all. <laughs> I did the work. I did it. It was me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we both did the work work Way. of it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, and no bitterness. I, I'm not mad about it, you guys. No. So, what, actually kind of funny. I didn't trick her into planning it. Uh, I, I used her <laughs> idea and then I took over the idea and I turned it into something different. So he used my labor and co-opted it, y'all. Yeah, I, co- I co-opted your idea. You had a great idea for a party. I did. And I said, oh, you know what make this party even better is if I asked you to marry me at it. Yeah, he didn't tell me that part. Nope. No, I had to keep that part secret because I did make a promise that uh, when I asked you to marry me, you wouldn't see it coming. I remember I, mar- I, mar- I said, you will not see it coming. So then I got to start planning. And I know I can't do this um, by myself. So shout out to all our friends and family members who were there who knew about it yeah. uh, and helped me keep it a secret. Um, thank you. And it was a big, big, big deal. It was a big deal. There were a lot of people there. So so the, the way I was tricked, quote unquote. <laughs> Y'all aren't seeing the air quotes, but I'm making the air quotes. If you're on a Patreon, you're seeing my you're air seeing quotes. You're seeing the actual air quotes, yes. So um, we, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk to so the I, so, so I was, uh, you had had a show. I was in a show. In a show in Las Vegas. Called Alibi the Show. Called Alibi the Show. Mm-hmm. And it had done so well that year that it had been nominated for a Best of Las Vegas Award. Yes. Which, huge deal. Super great, like really great honor to uh, have, particularly for a live show in a city like Las Vegas, where there are so many different live shows and right. so many different kinds of interactive experiences. Kind of rise to the top was was pretty neat. So uh, once I heard that, I actually said that we should probably have a party to celebrate this like really great achievement. And, you know, have uh, one, it was a really fun show. 
I'd seen it a few times. And I thought, how great would it be to have our friends and our family? And we go through this super fun, interactive experience together. And at the end of it, we're going to have a big old party to celebrate like this wonderful creative space that, you know, my, at the time, uh, boyfriend had been a part of. I thought it was super cool. So I proposed that idea. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, amazingly, no fight. My partner was like, yeah, no, that sounds great. I mean, that sounds like a great idea. That sounded amazing. But all this time I had been looking for a way to get everybody together, to get you to an event Mm -hmm. uh, without it showcasing the possibility of like, you know, booking dinner reservations at the Eiffel Tower in Vegas. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Pretty common. Going up to the stratosphere, right? You know, doing those kind of things like was uh, I didn't want to do anything cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first idea was to have us jump off the stratosphere together. Which, well, not 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 tandemly because you can't do that, but one after the other. So I would go first, yeah. And then uh, while ever she's getting ready to do her jump, I would be downstairs getting everything ready so that when she landed, I would be down there on one knee. With the ring in hand. Which would have been wonderful if I had not actually just done that exact same jump, like, I don't know, two years beforehand. So I was kind of like, yeah, you know, it, it'd be fun for you. You go do your thing. I'm I, I'm good. I've already jumped off the stratosphere. Yeah, and I had, that, I had, already, done, I had already done it once, so I knew yeah. that it was okay for me to do it because I wasn't terrified of it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right, so she put the kibosh on that idea. Yeah, unfortunately, I just wasn't into it. Yeah, so then, <laughs> so then while I was thinking of something else, she came up with this idea. So then I went. So then I was like, cool, let's plan it. So, uh... Nella picked out, we, you know, planned the, sent the invitations out. Yep. You invited I folks. invited everybody. And, all over, from all over the know, country. told me to invite everybody, so I did. You know, yep. went on, on my social medias, invited everybody. And then I went, which is why I say we shared the work, because while you did all the, the planning of the event, I went and spoke to every single invitee individually mm-hmm. to tell them why they had to be there and what my plans were. So, yeah, it, it didn't seem unnatural to have friends from California uh, come out yeah. and uh, you family, know, family members friends. show up yeah. and come out who lived in the area. Like everybody come out and have this big, super event. Because we're used to throwing big parties, right? Like mm-hmm. our Christmas parties every year are huge, you know. So it, it didn't seem awkward or odd to have like what are you what are you doing here oh wait if you're here that means something extra special is about to happen nope yeah so i nobody told me anything so the way (laughs) the way the show works is a group of people start at one location and they get clues going to around downtown las vegas to different locations you get clues from an actor that actor sends you to another actor and so on and so forth and i was one of the final actors in that process. Mm-hmm. So um, Nilla started with one group. So we had we booked out the last two shows because uh, every show ran uh, 45 minutes separated from each other. Mm-hmm. So one show would start and then another one would start 45 minutes later. And so we, and we could do up to six shows in a day. So Nilla went with the second to last group, met them, got everybody together, started the, the tour, mm-hmm. and then halfway through, cycled back 
to the beginning to come and finish the whole thing with the last group. So they get through the entire process. The first group shows up. Everybody's looking at me. They're excited. They're expecting, like, what's going on? I said, everybody's just hang out, relax, scatter, you know, because <laughs> uh, we got to keep, you know, kayfabe is still a thing. And the last group comes through. And the way the last part worked is they're in the small room. And I'm my character's name is Frankie B. Isabel, the second best Elvis impersonator in the world. And I do my performance, I have my show, and then I go out and the final actor comes in. So on my final out, when I know that I don't have to go back in, I immediately change out of costume because at this point in time, I'm dressed up in the Elvis costume and police uniform and I kind of get out of all that and into regular clothes because I'm... I know my soon to be yeah, wife. I, I did not want to be proposed to by Elvis, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I, not my, not, not, that's a terrible thing. It's just not my jammy jam. Right. And I realized, and some people thought, are you going to see it? I said, no, I'm not staying in costume. No, no, no. And so I got changed. And then I had a friend of mine on the curtain that separated the room from the, the outside. And I got, I grabbed a pillow, got down on one knee, and I waited for the show to end. Now, the show normally ends. We have a monitor in the room, and there is a a credits roll, mm-hmm. and it plays a song "Viva Las Vegas," and that's the way the show normally ends. But I worked it out with our producer and director that when the show ended, it instead would play Nilla's song that she wanted to dance down the aisle to, <laughs> "Jagged Edge," uh, featuring Run DMC. Let's get married. That, that's right, y'all. That That is exactly my wedding march music, just in case you want to know. It's not the greatest song in the world, but it was so much fun. It's a fun song. It's a fun song. So. Yeah. So that song starts playing. Uh, and then as soon as I hear that song playing, I give it a couple seconds. And then I have my friend open the curtain. And then I call uh, you out to where I'm standing. And she doesn't move, y'all. Well, now here's the thing, guys, is because I'm not expecting this at all. And by the way, I, I have to correct a, uh, a figure. It's not 67% of uh, folks that are surprised uh, in their engagement. 37% of folks are surprised by uh, an engagement proposal. So I was in very good company. I was in that, you know, I don't know, one third of folks or so who had no clue whatsoever. And remember, I had seen the show a few times. So I'll be really honest. I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> uh, you know, I knew the show was over. I was actually deeply in conversation with my friend who had joined me. Uh, and we were just sitting literally in the back row and just talking, 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 talking. You know, you know how you do when you're in theater. You're just... Right. Right. So we, we were just deep in conversation. So I only kind of briefly registered that the pictures are different than the last time I was here. Oh, okay. Well, you know, projection changes things all the time. No biggie. And it's all, it is all pictures of us. Normally it's pictures of the show, Yeah, but it was all pictures of us. But again, I wasn't paying that much attention. So I just kind of glance up and see like, Oh, it's nice. He included me in that picture. Interesting. Went back to my conversation. I noticed the song had changed, but it hadn't occurred to me that there would be any, like, why is the song No changed? connection. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was just like, oh, I guess they're just, like, going to party on a, party us on out of this uh, this theater. This awesome. I love this song. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
so that when I heard my name called, I actually didn't hear it. I was so deep in my conversation that I was just like not even paying anything, any mind, right? So uh, so I had to get called twice. I had to get called out twice. I said it twice. And then your friend like- And then my friend kind of stopped and looked around and apparently saw what I had not yet seen, which is about 60 people standing all in a semicircle with my boyfriend on the ground on one knee. On one knee. And waiting for me to look up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so she came out and... I uh, looked up. We almost fell. No, no, no. You looked up. I looked up. I walked over. You walked over. Right. I said, you know, I, I promised you, you never see it coming. On the look on your face, I could tell that you are surprised. 100%. Will you make me happy? Uh, and will you marry me? And you say yes. I say yes, and, and then you, I tried to drag you him. You try to pull his me feet. up, and I said, "No, no, he you got to no. open the box." He refused. And uh, when we first, when we first started, kind of hinting at the idea of getting married, possibly like that was kind of where our relationship seemed to be going. Yeah, was, I wasn't really hinting. I was pretty much saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you sent me a picture of a ring. I did. And you initially said you wanted a, a ring that looked like that. Mm-hmm. And then you said, no, I want that particular ring. Right. And it took me forever to find it. I found it and um, had to work to get it. Yeah. It was not going to be easy to get, but I worked to get it. Thank you, everybody who helped me out. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to Patty. Everybody who helped me uh, put that, get that together. So when you opened the box, it was that ring. It was that ring. It was, and I tell you, I was absolutely stunned. Um, you know, it, and it's so weird. I think sometimes people, I don't know. I, I, the question I get sometimes is about the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. People will ask me, like, they'll get to that point in the story and they'll be like, he, he gave you a selection of rings to choose from? I just want to point out, statistically, and this is from the reputable source we know as Glamour Magazine. All right. <laughs> uh, 61% of people consult their partner before they buy the ring. I would hope so. Which I think is super smart. Yeah. That, yeah. that number, in my opinion, that number should be higher. Well, I, I agree. I think uh, actually this is my second marriage. So this was actually my second proposal, uh, third proposal, but that's for another day. It's for another day. Now, what, this is a bad way to talk about <laughs> All three proposals. Well, I mean, we we, we can't engage. Well, well, only I, I one guess, of them turned into I guess, an engagement. So. I guess three three proposals. <laughs> yes. Two engagements. Two engagements. Uh, and two marriages. And two marriages. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the the first engagement actually, my my uh, ex did not consult me on the ring at all. Okay. And actually got a ring that was quite literally the opposite of anything I would have asked for. Oh wow. Yeah, it was one of those like. You know, I don't really care about this. I don't really care about that. I really prefer this. I really prefer that. And it was like the exact opposite. So actually that became a thing. And I don't know if that's a thing. That's something maybe we should explore with our listeners. Listeners, do you have any stories about your engagement ring? Because I have to tell you, that became a point of contention. And actually, I almost did not get married that first time because I told my partner that I did not like the ring. And I wanted a different ring. And that person was very upset. Like very, very, like took it very personally. Wow. Like, you know, yeah. I, like it was a rejection of them. And of them, right. Yeah. So like, you know. Yeah. Uh, the ring almost saved me, guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I and I was very much I'm very much a proponent of no tell me what you like so I can do what you like cuz like jewelry unless I had seen you always wear this type of ring mm-hmm. and go okay and have an idea of what you like if we ever had a discussion around jewelry then I can imagine pulling out something. Right. But then uh, otherwise everything else is just going to be your stereotypical, you know, uh engagement ring style sure which was also part of the difficulty in finding that particular ring was because it was not a typical yeah, enga- not a traditional it wasn't engagement a traditional engagement ring. right um which makes it even more awesome agreed yeah. it's a lovely ring i love it i loved it it's beautiful that's a different story for a different yeah, day yeah, though yeah, yeah um yeah you know it's what else is really interesting is that there is uh we got engaged in may Yes, we did. May 17th. And May is actually outside of what we would call engagement season. Did you know that there is an engagement season? No. Now, here's what's interesting is that part of our story started in engagement season. Okay. And it just didn't finish until later on. If you had to guess, what month do you think is the most popular month to get engaged? I'd say... I'd probably say January. Close. February. December. 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 Okay. I was, I was thinking holidays, right? So I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. either New Year's, New Beginnings, Will You Marry Me? And then mm-hmm. that's, that's the beginning of a new year. So I February, yeah. Valentine's Day. Yep. You know, a lot of engagement. But. So I mentioned a season, right? So December is the most popular so month. So winter, okay. But the season is actually from, for American listeners, huh? right around Thanksgiving ending right about uh, Valentine's Day. Okay. Uh, why do you suppose that might be? Um, holidays. Uh, exactly that, right? We had a kind of like a, a gift in the idea that there was something that would bring families and friends together. Um, but, you know, outside of that, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas you know, Valentine's Day, there's kind of an expectation, yeah. <laughs> right? right? So... How it, uh, engagement season is actually from November to uh, February, which is when the majority of folks actually get engaged. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And that lets me know that I, I definitely still also go against the grain because there's no way in hell I was going to ask you to marry me on Valentine's Day. That's too corny and cheesy, you know, that's, in my that, opinion. That was my the first date I got married for my first marriage. Was really? Valentine's was Valentine's Day? Day? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we did get married on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, but not by not. But not, not by choice. Yeah, that was that, that, that was, was dictated by the venue. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, we we did try other other ideas. We had other ideas. That's true. That's yeah. true. But um, yeah, so that's the season. Okay. Uh, but I was gonna say you actually did in some ways hit the season because you took the extra step of asking, uh, uh. You went very traditional. Yeah, I did. Uh, and I asked your father's my hand father's for your permission. permission. I don't, it wasn't exactly permission. Well, he wasn't going to grant. I asked for his blessing. His blessing. I asked for his blessing uh, um, to become his son-in-law. That's right. Yeah, um, I did a very. Uh, I'm a, can I be a part of your family? Can I be? <laughs> can you call me son-in-law? <laughs> yes, that did a very traditional thing of asking your father for your hand in marriage. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have to get into that. Story. No, no. I just I, I have feelings about that whole tra- traditional spot. 
it, it, which is fine. You know, I, I think uh, as things have shifted and changed, uh, I think I, I'm okay with that. You, you know, I have larger issues with societal expectations right. around uh, how we are treated in gendered ways, right? right. Like, I didn't go ask your mom permission. <laughs> right. You know? right. So it, it, that's maybe the kind of like, eh, that I'm yeah, feeling. Not it. about that I thing, but, you know. Yeah. The general eh. Yeah, and, and the, the, you know, I think I'm also very much anti-gender tradition norms mm. in general. I think I, I did it because I knew mm-hmm. it would be important to him. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, it's not just a connection of two people. It's a connection of two families. You're connecting two families, right. And, you know, irrespective of whether it was important to me or not, it definitely was important to uh, my family, who is very traditional. Right. Uh, so I think that was you know, probably an accurate reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I you know I want to be loved by everybody. So <laughs> I, I, I got to speak a lot of those other uh, uh, ideas. And okay, well, so what? What would you like? Would you like? Would you like? Oh, this? Okay, I can do that. Yeah. 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 So it, it's interesting too, because you know, for me, when I thought about engagement, I didn't think about what the purpose of engagement was. Um, Isn't that just to get married? Well, I mean, it's not yeah. to say, hey, uh, you. Well, you know, it's interesting. It, it serves a couple of different functions, and okay. it served a few different functions over time. Um, you know, of course, it is just on the face of it, it is just the public announcement, right? That says we intend to, you know, be in committed partnership and to make all these legal commitments. And it's the it's like announcing an intention to set up a contract, okay, <laughs> right? Right, right? But it's the first public announcement. Right. Um, that actually before had a purpose because before you had a dowry. Right. Uh, and with the intention to marry came, depending on the time period, either a dowry from the bride or a dowry from the groom that, you know, the family would need to have time to actually pull together. OK. Right. So, you know, that would be the purpose. I think now it has shifted to more of like so that we can plan the wedding so that we can align in terms of uh, our values and finances. Right. We can start to have kind of more of those in-depth conversations. And right. I think that it's now evolved to a place where it actually is a time to prepare for a long-term committed partnership right. and to start to, you know, make the adjustments and ask the questions that will prepare you for a long-term committed partnership. Right. Um, at least that's the way that I hope that people are yeah. utilizing the time. I think for a lot of folks, it is a party planning stage. Right? <laughs> right. It's also a way to become, you know, uh, uh, still stay together, but be an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, that was a nickname that I, I gave uh, my, my, my dear heart here, yeah. which was the best ex ever. Yeah. <laughs> because he was no longer my boyfriend. I was now the fiancé. 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 So, uh, yeah. Um, but there, are, I think there are some important elements that, you know, happen with the engagement that people maybe aren't expecting to have happen, Right. Uh, the first is that no matter what you think about marriage and long-term partnership, whatever you truly believe about that, that's what comes out in the engagement. Okay. And people are often, at least I shouldn't say people are, I have sat with a, a number of folks who are surprised at how they view marriage and partnership when they're actually moving in that direction 
versus how they thought they would envision it. Okay. Right. Um, there are a lot of folks who, uh, for example, uh, have this idea that marriage is just a piece of paper. It's right. just a piece of paper. It's not going to change anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I don't know that we had that. Did you have that understanding? I'd been married before. Right. So I think for me, I had maybe a different understanding of the kind of commitment and, and that kind of thing. For you, did getting engaged change how you viewed our relationship? In nope. what ways did it change? For, for me, all it changed was what we called each other. All right. Right. Well, I mean, by this time, we're already living together. That's true. Right. Our finances are already kind of incorporated somewhat, starting to become some overlap in there, right? Mm-hmm. Your time and stuff like that. Um, I think what it just meant, I think what it meant for me personally was that this wasn't going to end, mm-hmm. ideally, mm-hmm. right? Is because, you know, when your boyfriend and girlfriend, there's that always that possibility that uh, you could break up. Right. Right. And engagement meant usually is a little bit more, it puts a little more weight on it. Okay. Right. A little more weight on it. Like it, you, the fact, like you moving, if okay. you were going to go to school somewhere, what I have now said is I'm with you. Okay. Right. We're now moving through this world together. Right. Okay. Um, I've, but I've always had that thought around engagement and things like that. Like once you get engaged, what you're saying is, okay, we're engaged now. Uh, we'll plan, the, we'll get stuff together. We'll mm-hmm. get the wedding together. We'll figure that out. We'll do all that planning type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll let everybody know. We'll, we'll get, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll align calendars as it were. Mm-hmm. But all, it, it is a, a testament that I am now going to move through this world with you. And I've always had that thought even yeah. prior to doing it. Yeah. Uh, did you experience uh, folks treating you differently as a result of being engaged? And maybe let me add some context to that question. Okay. Right. Uh, in my experience, <clears throat> I found that people took the relationship much more seriously uh, that uh there was, I can't even describe exactly what the shift was and listeners, maybe you can maybe describe your experience if you've experienced this as well, but it suddenly seemed like, uh, the relationship held more weight societally. Okay. Um, that people treated it as a much more, uh, significant and serious relationship. Yes. Yeah. I got, I got a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, uh, especially from a lot of that came from my family. Okay. In what right. way did that shift? Well, you know, I had been the bachelor cousin forever. Right. You know, and, and I'm, a lot of my cousins, you know, eventually told me they didn't think I was ever going to get married, right. ever find somebody. Yeah. And they were confused by that. Um, so the fact that there was somebody that I had asked to marry me, meant, oh, good, finally, yes. <laughs> finally. Finally, <laughs> yes. Oh, and if, we met somebody and he's going to, you know, solidify that engagement. And it's a woman, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of questions. I'm going to the theater, you know, I'm a nerd and whatever. Like, oh, maybe, you know, in, in the black community, mm-hmm. being gay was frowned upon. Right, sure. You know, especially in, in my, you know, Baptist black community, whatever, you know, I'm mm-hmm. getting sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of that, 
a lot mm-hmm. of habits. A lot of relief in my mother. Okay. You know, who a lot of relief. You know, I'm pretty sure uh she said a bunch of thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of oh thank God, finally, yes. Oh, I'm so happy, happy, happy. I think my mother was more happy than anybody uh on that day. Yeah, she's pretty happy on the wedding day. Yeah. We got the pictures to prove it. Yeah, true that, true that. <laughs> I got I got the receipts. Um but like even f- I don't know if friends treat me too differently, but there was there was an added weight now. Mm-hmm. Like you were now we were really together. Yeah, right. You know, there wasn't this um thought that we, we would separate or mm-hmm. you know, what have you. It was more serious. Because I had asked you and you said yes. Right. Yeah, I did say yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I did that, did that. <laughs> that happened. That's the thing that happened. What was that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, am I to understand that we have some engagement stories from our listeners? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, pull that up. Any other? Uh, while I'm while I'm pulling this up, any other uh, notes or stats about around engagement that were uh, interesting? Let's see, what are some interesting stats? Uh, let's see, about two thousand couples every year are engaged at Disney World. Really? Yes. Even though they, I think, have a pretty strict policy. About, I'm not sure. I've I've read this. I know that there is something. There, there's some policy about public proposals in Disney World. Yeah, uh, yeah. where they really try to discourage it. Actually, right. Um, even though people do it. So if you now, I know there are tons of folks out there that are you know Disney files that are just out in y'all do your Disney like every right. year or you have your season pass. If you know of that restriction or if there is that restriction, let let us know. But apparently 2,000 people flaunt the rules. Right. <laughs> right? right. 4,000 people are like, I don't care what you say, Disney. I don't care what you say. I'm doing it here in the happiest place on earth. Uh, I wonder, like, because we have stumbled across engagements. We've stumbled across a bunch of right? engagements. Here in Spain, actually. Remember that we, we passed by that restaurant and an engagement was happening. Mm-hmm. A uh, little steakhouse right right by where we're standing right now, but I'm out the not. There was a um, an engagement. Yeah, there was. That's you know, uh, always I, a happy occasion. I you know we lived in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, Vegas. You see that shit all the time. Wedding capital of the world or something. Right? I'm gonna, I have I have another quick engagement story that I want to tell before we get into our listeners' engagement story. Sure. Of two friends of ours. Okay, which friends? Brian Sam. Oh, that's right. Oh, we were. Yes, that was such a fun. Engagement we were integral day. in their engagement. So that's they, true. Uh, I met Brian Sam and uh, uh, in Alibi in the show that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, and stayed in touch. We became friends, and they wanted to come out to Vegas and do an engagement shoot. They got an engagement. They want to do this whole big engagement. So I dressed up as my character in an Elvis costume. This time I stayed in Elvis, and we played tour guide. And did all these iconic shots at different locations in Las Vegas. 
and gave them a Vegas engagement portfolio. Yeah, it was the uh, impromptu photographer. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so the, the Welcome to Nevada sign, Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Yep, we went to the Container Park. The Container Park, Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. Uh, with the million dollars on display. Right. Two million dollars on display. Yes, the, in, in, the, in Harrah's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went all to the different the, the, the locations, the Binions, that the, 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 pyramid, the Pyramid of Money. Right? Pyramid of Money. So it was... A lot of fun. And so much fun. We were part of their engagement. We we're supposed to be part of their wedding, but due to things like COVID and the fact they live in the UK, we were in Vegas, that wasn't able to happen. So we did send our big heads. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And apparently, uh, let's see, here's another stat that might uh, go with that. Uh, let's see, 69% of couples take engagement photos. I don't think we Only do. 69%? Well, that's like 70%. <laughs> that's, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of people. I would think I, I guess you have, have an engagement photo shoot. It says take engagement photos. I don't know what exactly. Right. I, I, I want to know what that means. I was because thinking, we didn't we didn't take engagement. We didn't take photos, engagement photos, but we do have photos from our engagement. Yeah, I think I think it's probably more like, like, like a professional photo shoot. Like we're taking pictures. Of right. Us yeah. As we we, we didn't do that whole thing. We didn't do that thing. No. But we're, but, but so we our, were in the 31% of people. We're in the 31% of people, people who did not do a photo Only shoot. 80% of people do that? <laughs> right, right. Well, that's surprising. Right? The more, but now when you say professionally, no, I, I understand that stat now. Yeah. More. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, this letter comes from our friend Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sarah says, hello. I've been enjoying the first few episodes of Rainbow Dreamcatcher and love listening to podcasts on relationships. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Sarah. She, her. Thank you very much for the pronouns. And I recently got engaged to my long-term partner, now fiancé, Mayu, he, him. Uh, We've been together for just under seven years, and we've been talking about our long-term plans in marriage for a while now. I'm very happy to say he's a wonderful partner. We've been on the same page about many aspects of a relationship. So much so that I decided to ask him to marry me and pop the question a few weeks ago. Yay! Awesome. And you remember Sarah and Mayu, they came to your poll recital. I do remember. Yes, and then we all went to the little burger, out, yeah. burger place and hung out. Yes. We had been talking about getting engaged, and he asked me what kind of ring I would like. See? Smart man. Uh, when searching online, I found a ring and a ring box I thought he would like, and I decided to propose to him. Love that. I had them for a few weeks, hidden in a drawer, and tried to come up with a plan to propose. I hear you. I thought of different options, something public, maybe at a restaurant or a place significant to us. In the end, I decided it would be nice to do something private at home. Mm. We love cooking delicious food together and had planned to try making gumbo for the first time. Ooh, I want to hear how that turned out. Uh, I made brownies and raspberry sorbet for dessert, and we had a lovely evening cooking and eating together. Afterwards, we went to the sitting room. He left the room for a minute, and I went and grabbed the ring. I wanted it close at hand in case a romantic moment occurred, so I shoved it into the couch between the couch cushions. (laughs) We were sitting there for a while, and I started to tell him how much he means to me, how wonderful of a partner he is, and how I'm so happy to be with him. He said, save something for your wedding vows. And at that moment, I reached into the couch behind me, pulled out the ring box, and said, about that. When preparing for the proposal, I wasn't sure what kind of reaction I would get. Even though we have been dating a long time and have discussed marrying each other, I didn't know if he would be casual or surprised or even if he would say no. 
When he saw the ring box, he smiled and laughed and said, what is happening? I can't remember exactly what I said, but I asked him to marry me and he said yes. He was quite stunned and asked a few times if this was real. We didn't tell anyone that evening and just enjoyed the feeling of being newly engaged. The next day, we told our immediate families, and since then, we've been enjoying calling each uh, each other fiancé. Yeah. We're not planning on getting married anytime soon, but I'm wondering if you have any advice for recently engaged, soon-to-be-wed couples. F-Y-I-T-F, Sarah. Yeah. And for this podcast, I won't say what F-Y-I-T-F stands for. Okay. But Sarah's a scoop. Oh, okay. So got it. it's it's a hey scoops type of thing. Okay, so thank secret, you, Sarah. Secret insider in, insider yes. language. There. Yes. <laughs> if you want to know what that means, either listen to Matt Malley's Hey Scoop uh, Ice Cream Social, or you can listen to my podcast, Big Sexy Digital Nomad, and you'll learn what that stands for. Okay, so that ended. First of all, thank you for that story. Thank you so much. That's Super awesome. Super appreciated. I loved hearing how that all developed. I love how you just decided that. You know, you knew this was the person that you wanted to, you know, walk through the rest of your life with and just make that happen. I love that you bought the engagement ring. I think that I love everything about this story. Yeah. 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 So. I, I, I love. And they showed, uh, she, they posted, she posted on um, social media, picture of the box and the picture of the rings. Really, really cool ring. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Good job. And uh, I, I believe me, I get the the getting the ring and then, okay, now what, how am I going to do this? I'm gonna make this, and I love that you went with the intimate, mm-hmm. quiet route. Just mm-hmm. the two of you doing something you both love doing, you know, sharing this loving, intimate moment together, um, and then, and then also waiting to tell the world. Like that's the exact opposite of what I do. <laughs> right? I told the world immediately, and everybody. I wanted weeks in advance. Weeks in advance. I wanted everybody there. Um, any any uh the they for any advice for recent engaged or soon to be white couples? Yeah, you know, uh I would say that you want to use this time and really talk about the difficult topics. Um now what I would suggest that folks do, and this is something I suggest for uh my relationship folks, is it doesn't kind of it, it almost doesn't even matter what resource you use. Okay. Find either a conversation game or a book that just has a list of questions to ask before you get married. Didn't you have a book that said like 2,000 questions to I ask do. before you get married? I, I do. And I have we, that book. It's and called. never read it. Uh, no, I, I did. <laughs> I've read it millions of we, times. Did the week. And we have answered those questions. Oh, sweet. Okay, good. Um, but it's called 1,001 Questions to Ask Before You Get Married. I actually found that book in the middle of a bookstore in Japan in like 2000 or something. Oh, wow. So, and it still is super relevant in that it asks a lot of questions that are really important to what happens across time in life for folks, Okay. but that maybe we don't talk about during the happier times, right? Right. Like we don't talk about things like what happens if one of our parents gets sick. Right. Oh, Uh, Would they, would you want them to live with you? Would you like, would you, uh, want to move to go back to a, a homestead, that kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, talking about uh, things like, um, you know, uh, how do you spend your leisure time? How do we decide things like vacations? Um, how much spending is too much spending, right? Like for me, $25 might be like, oh, you know, whatever. You do whatever with that $25. 
for somebody else that might be twenty five hundred dollars, right? How would it be that way? Um, so you know, it's it, it it goes through a lot of the, I, I think, non standard kinds of questions that are important for partners to talk about, right? So. A lot of us know about talking about wills. A lot of us know about talking about finances. Right. Some of us know about talking about like, you know, kids, that right. kind of thing. Uh, but also just what happens across lifetimes. That's interesting. Right? So like what happens? Maybe one day I should read that book. One of us is interested. Well, I mean, you've gone through the questions. You maybe just didn't know. <laughs> right. But you've definitely gone right. through and answered those questions because sure I have asked those had, questions. We've had those conversations. We've had many I've of those conversations. Me the question in this book. Awesome. Uh, one, if I have any advice coming from a non-professional, um, this has gotten me through uh, the the concept of and watching people people change after saying, you know, I do or getting married, and suddenly it gets it gets more serious, sure. heavy, serious, and of course it should because you get ready to do life or whatever. But then they forget what it was like to be dating, mm-hmm. and I always say, never stop dating. Mm-hmm. You know, go out on dates, uh, still have fun, still do, you know, do, do the hard work, do the, all that kind of stuff, but don't let, don't get bogged down in that information. Mm-hmm. You know, also, uh, you know, plan the event. If you're going to have a big wedding, you know, plan that together. Talk about, at least talk about it together. Right. Uh, see whose ideas outweigh the other. Um, well, a lot of that's going to depend on interest. There, there are some folks interest, who have right. absolutely no interest whatsoever, and some people who have that might be a problem. That might not be a problem, right? Um, right. But, but the, um, this, I mean, she did ask for all for couples, not necessarily them, right? But all couples. So, like I said, you know, work, talk, communicate. Don't, don't look at the engagement as the end game. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. right. And in that sense, you know, certainly. Uh, Couples therapy, couples coaching, um, you know, it's not always to fix a problem, even though oftentimes, you know, that the purpose, right? Um, I really enjoy walking through kind of premarital uh, topics that can help folks to have just an easier start. The reality is that relationships are challenging, marriages are challenging, <laughs> right? Right. Um, so starting off with a good foundation of not just, you know, not just continuing to communicate, but learning how to communicate um, in more healthy ways. Right. Learning what are the kinds of questions that we need to be asking each other. Uh, and also, you know, what are the what are the spaces that are going to be rough parts for us? Um, because, you know, the thing about healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships is that they have problems. All of them, <laughs> right? All of them have problems. So having problems in a relationship and addressing, you know, working out a process to address problems is really a great, uh, I think, a good foundation um, in addition to kind of some of that topic work. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So relationship coaching, relationship counseling, um, but, you know, primarily communicating and being honest about uh, your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs about what the future should look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Uh, here we have a question. Okay. And I found a question that was still kind of in the same vein okay. of this. I'll, hopefully I have an answer. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, this comes from our friend Ryan, okay. uh, who is in France right now, uh, part of Spin Cycle Theater. Shout out to Ryan. 
Uh, I know there is no timeline, mm. but do you think there are milestones that you need to cross before marriage? So that's interesting, right? Because milestones have been kind of like a staple of at least American life that says there are certain things that you do at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of denotes that you are an adult. It kind of moves you through you know, what it means to be an adult, what it means to be a, you know, a partner, right. uh, what it means to be married. The challenge is that those milestones have changed so much over time. Right. So like getting right. your driver's license, being able to drink, uh, being able to own up to rent a car, right. own, owning property, owning property, right? Graduating from a particular like education, education program, right? Um, um, certain career moves, right? That being said, I would tell you that the landscape is changing, uh, and when I look at how, like for example, millennial couples are moving forward, oftentimes a lot of those kind of milestones are not available, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> so. So I think the first thing is to recognize that there is, I don't think that there is a particular set of milestones outside of the readiness of the couple. Okay. And when you look at the readiness of the couple, for me, that really looks at how we have built a foundation of trust, right? Now, for when I look at trust, I think of it in seven parts. I know it's not just like one big thing. Okay. Um, but for me, trust looks like boundaries. Um, reliability, accountability. Uh, There's the vault, which is those understanding, those things that we keep secret and private between us. Like what is our world versus the world out there? Okay. And what do I need to keep with our world? Mm, We Um, should probably, that's a whole other topic we should probably. Absolutely. Very interesting topic to talk about the secrets that you don't want to talk about. That you don't want to talk about? You want to talk about, right. So there's the vault. There is integrity. Uh, there is non-judgment, and then there's generosity, right? So focusing to me on um, building solid foundations in those areas that when I look at my partner, we have and understand boundaries. You know, I'm a reliable partner. My partner is reliable to me. I'm accountable because, you know, we're going to mess up. You're going to mess up, right? Right. So we got to be accountable for those things that we don't do well or that we have you know, in some ways, uh, violated boundaries or, 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 um, or values, um, that I understand how to care for you. Right. Right. Um, that you can ask me for help, that I'm honest with you. Uh, and then generosity is that I hold the, that I hold the best possible version of you. Right. So if something should happen, let's say, I don't know, i I injured myself when I'm in the hospital and I call you, right? If you don't pick up, my thought might be, well, this person is otherwise disposed and maybe, you know, he'll he'll get back to me whenever he can versus like, you never pick up the phone when I need you, right? right. In one case, that person is being generous, right? Like I'm taking the absolute best version of you um, versus non-generous, which is the absolute worst version right. of you. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, in that sense, for me, those would be the milestones that I look for in terms of working with partners and couples. What about, like, societal milestones, things like living together or having sex first or... Yeah, um, I I don't don't hold... Discussions of kink. Yeah, I I tell you what. 
again, that gets back to that understanding found foundation of trust, okay. <laughs> right? If we're talking about boundaries, boundaries don't happen without communication, right? Right. Um, if we're talking about honesty, that doesn't happen without communication. Um, so, in terms of society, what I would say is that one, it depends on the society, right? Like, you know, we're looking, we're talking primarily about American society, but other societies have all kinds of different measures and right. different views of marriage. Some of which don't even include love and yeah, love and sex, right? Right. Um, and I think also there's such a wide range of partnerships. There's passionate love and companionate love, right? Right. Uh, now, I think what a lot of folks are looking for is a combination of passionate and com- and companionate. Uh, but there are, you know, for example, aromantic or asexual folks who yeah. uh, really have a strong romantic bond, but are not going to be sexually engaged. And to tell those folks, like, you know, you should probably have sex first. Eh, yeah, maybe. that's maybe not not necessarily part of the of the deal there so um so in terms of societal milestones um i don't know i just don't think a lot of them apply anymore okay right like the idea that you have to have sex first well i mean there are a lot of people that have sex first and that doesn't mean that their relationship is going to last right it just means that they are sexually compatible that's great (laughs) it's wonderful when that can happen but um, also not necessarily required for a successful marriage. Right. Odd as it's kept, right? As right. quiet as it's kept. You don't necessarily have to have a sex life to have a happy uh, marriage. There are companionate right. marriages. Um, so a lot of it is down to what you want out of your marital relationship. Why are you getting married? Yeah. <laughs> right. On that note, I kind of want to do a small pivot. Okay. What about engagement as a business proposal? I don't even know what that question is. People who need to get married for a green card or married for some kind of like... like, We would fall in that category. Right. Who who need to get married. We can't talk about it, though. Well, we did. We did and we didn't. Because we we had a... Our timetable was for health care purposes. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> um, but there are people who are getting married who don't plan well, to again, be in a here's the thing is that you know marriage like I said the the predominant lens that people hold at least from where I'm sitting is this idea of western marriage right. which is based on a love relationship right and that is not the case for a lot of the world. Right. Right. There are tons of folks that have arranged marriages, for example, that right. can be happy and supportive um, and actually work. <laughs> right. Uh, there are marriages of convenience. Um, there are, I mean, there's just all kinds of different reasons that people yeah. get married. It's not just because they have fallen in love, even though that's the lens that we one day I would to like take. to explore though, all those different types. Oh of yeah. That's my, marriage that's, relationships. that's my jammy jam. I love yeah. non-traditional relationships of all types. Maybe we'll do an engagement part too, because I would love how those type of marriages, mm-hmm. if they have an engagement proponent and mm-hmm. what yeah. that looks like, Yeah, you know? That'd be, that'd be interesting to explore. Yeah. Well, we might, well, maybe that's one of those spaces where we'd have a guest that, uh, yeah. you know, comes from a different kind of partnership. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, listeners, thank you guys very much for sitting with us again. Of course, you can always uh, uh, catch us. We have a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So if you want to listen to us on YouTube, you want to catch some of that, you can go to our YouTube channel, which is Rainbow Dream Catcher, The Love Podcast. If you search for that, you'll, that'll pull us up. You can hit us up on Instagram mm -hmm. at uh, Rainbow Dream Catcher, The Love Pod. Uh, you can send us in your letters or questions or mm -hmm. anything of that nature to rainbowdreamcatchertop at gmail.com. Yep. And if you've made it this far, uh, go on ahead and hit that like button. Go on ahead and subscribe. We uh, can't tell you how helpful it is to have you just click that little button. It's super helpful for us. So if you could, please take a moment. You want to comment down below that also helps us as we are building our community and as we're building our audience. We really love what we are. Um, I, I think I love the relationship that we have with our community. Yeah, I'm super excited to see it grow. I'm so grateful for the questions and the stories that you all send in. So thanks for sticking with us this far. And, yeah. and uh, please uh, go ahead and hit those buttons and help us out. Yeah. And you heard the wife earlier mentioned our Patreon. Uh, which we are currently building. So stay tuned for that. That's going to come and uh, come into effect and be published. You can join it for free now if you want to get in the, on the community aspect of it. Please do. Uh, feel free to do so. Uh, just go to patreon.com backslash Rainbow Dream Catcher, the love pod. Um, or you can actually, you can go to Rainbow Dream Catcher, the love pod.com. And that should take you directly to our uh, Patreon page. But guys, thank you again. We appreciate y'all. So wonderful to chat with you today. And as per usual, this, this has, has been, been Rainbow Dreamcatcher, the Love Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.